following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420, I guess it's 1420 in the afternoon for this March the 3rd, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Barnburner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN to save yourself 10% and uh, on all their, their all-natural hockey products and apparel. I did doing this one in the afternoon today because I thought I'd wait till the, the uh, big trade deadline. The National Hockey League was all done, but uh, to, uh, to no chagrin and anything else, there wasn't any major deals done, so that was it. That was that. There was a lot of trades leading up the deadline. A lot of teams just did some jockeying for position. I don't know if anybody made any uh, vast improvements to make their team uh, any any better or any worse. Uh, little, just some, some uh, insurance guys here and there. The TSN guys, uh, they were a little bit bored today. There were seven minor deals throughout the afternoon afternoon and throughout the morning i've been watching ever since five this five or six this morning nothing really happened tough day for those boys but they uh they persevered and they got it done they had an entertaining show nonetheless and anyways i, I kind of predicted that a couple days ago anyways uh old uh, patty Kane, old showtime he made his debut last night at madison square garden uh for for the rangers in a 5-3 loss to the um the Ottawa Senators, the visiting Ottawa Senators, Kane's first game as a Ranger uh, didn't go so well. Like I said, a minus two. You can't uh, think that's very good. Small sample size, not a big deal. You're going to lose some games. They got goal a bit last night. Talbot had, had himself a hell of a hockey game, but it's one of those things that see, you can't expect everything to happen all at once. And you think about this Rangers team, that what they're going to have to do. And the, the Eastern Conference, like I said yesterday, it's going to be a gauntlet to get through that. And the thing that they got in, in, the, in the, the Eastern Conference is every team is jockeying for position here and there to see what they could possibly do to try to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, and it's going to be a, a tough run for the Rangers. If, they, if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, they would have to go through, I think it's the Devils who had a hell of a hockey team, then they would face Carolina, and then they would face the Bruins if, if it all works out that way. It never does. There's always an upset al- along the way, but that, that would be the gauntlet that the Rangers would have to go through, so I, I can't see that uh, that happening for an Eastern Conference team. It's going to be very tough for them to do. Uh, another thing that, that, I, that I noticed about last night was with, with Kane on the ice there. It uh, reminded me a lot about 1996 when Wayne Gretzky went to the... I think it was 96. Yeah, it was 96 when, when Kane went or uh, Gretzky went to the Blues. And it was awfully weird seeing him in that uniform for that short period of time. And I think that's what you're going to have with, uh, gonna. it's going to, I'm a grown-up. You're going to have with uh, Patrick Kane. You're going to see him. I, I predict this, this is a Brent exclusive here on 1420 in the afternoon today. I think you're going to see Patrick Kane ended up signing with his hometown Buffalo Sabres in the offseason uh, on a three-year deal. I can't. I see him as a pure rental, a la Gretzky was back with the St. Louis Blues back in the day. I think Kane's going to be the same thing with the Rangers. The, the Eastern Conference is pretty tough, and he's going to take a little bit, of, a little bit of money to, to get Kane signed for that three-year deal. And they're, they're going to want to go long, longer term and get some younger guys. Whereas the Sabres have some money left over. They've got a team that's only four points out of a playoff spot with four with four games in hand, uh, and they, they could do some damage. Maybe not this year, but next year. And they got a goaltender who can stop hockey pucks and, that, and that's half the battle there so i see kane signing a three-year deal eight nine million bucks a year in fact where he'll finish off his career for his hometown buffalo sabers that's kind of one one thing that i i see um speaking of hometowns uh the old hometown discount that uh, the bruins uh, fans and players talk a lot about i think that's going to be going to the wayside uh david pasternak got 90 million bucks uh, over i think it was eight years so that's 11.25 a year uh the hometown discount that the bruins uh 
fancy themselves on. But Marshawn talks about it, talks about winning and everything else and, and the culture they have there. That is gone. That is long gone. There's never been a team, to my knowledge, I could be wrong on this, and please look, let me know if I, if I am. Uh, you're going to see a team that, that, that prides himself on that. You're, you've never seen a team with a $10 million-plus player win a Stanley Cup. So this year they better get it done as – you're going to have cap problems from here on in, and you don't know what's going to happen with the Bally Sports situation. If the cap's going to go up, down, sideways, you just never know now with the uncertainty with the NHL deals and their, and their network deals. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see how it goes. And then the Bruins, they're going for it, obviously. Marshawn went down with a leg injury last uh, yesterday, but that could just be one of those low management things, as I, as I talked about yesterday. But you just never know when the, the lower body injuries, like our friend Brian from the Injured List podcast, he talks about on our show last week. You just never know what what could happen with these guys. And the thing about uh, about the Bruins, like yeah, you have that going on. You have the 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 the. They always took the hometown discount, but now guys are want, want to get paid. And now Bergeron, who came back this year on a one-year deal, going to the Hall of Fame guaranteed. Uh, you, you, you don't know what kind of team the Bruins are going to have last, uh, next year. T- Taylor Hall's down on long-term injury reserve, but that could also be a situation. Felino's down also, but that could be a situation to free up some cap room, to get un- under the cap, to finish off the season. The NHL screwed up. If you can't be under the cap, you can't be under the cap. And how you put these guys on long-term injury reserve, I don't understand it 100%. It's an odd thing for me. It, it does doesn't make a lot of sense, but anyways, it, it don't matter a whole bunch. It's uh, it's just my opinion. I'm entitled to it now and then in the 1420 World Headquarters. Uh, the next thing up, the Jets. They they got a tough goal there in Winnipeg. They're they're in a playoff spot right now. Uh, but the trade deadline, you thought that they would be able to make a deal. They have three three four million bucks in cap space, but I, I don't know if they're going to be able to make any deals in the next. 20 minutes or so because a lot of teams uh, a lot of players have the Jets on as a their uh, their no movement deals and no trade clause deals to go to the Jets they don't nobody wants to go and play in Winnipeg I mean I, I you play in Asha Oakley I don't think there should be no trade clauses and everything else because I think that's kind of a, a bullshit move but it's just the way things are but uh uh, general manager Kevin Shevelday-off. They've had a hell of a team for a long time. They, they had a bit of a tough, tough spot with Paul Maurice there and uh, and the like. But they had a, they're in a playoff spot right now. But I thought they could strengthen up the team a little bit and become a, get into a situation where they could make a run at the cup. Because remember back in the Belly Up uh, Hockey Show back in February or January, whenever that was, uh, I predicted that the Jets were finally going to win win a Stanley Cup. I thought they had the, the guys to do so. They have uh, you know you, you have a bunch of guys there like Shifley, Wheeler, Kyle Connor, Doug Morris. He's coming into his own this year and Connor Hellebuck in net I thought that they would have a chance to do something uh, at the at the trade deadline go make some make some deals but Shovel Dayoff couldn't couldn't get pull the trigger something might come through in the next 10-20 minutes or so but uh, it, it doesn't appear that the Jets are going to make a deal and get something to bolster their lineup and try to to get it deeper into a playoff spot and get a contention because uh, they they have a that that uh, that core group is in, in trouble right now and they have a situation where they don't get it done now you got to think about breaking it up and trying something different because if you keep doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result that's the definition of insanity right so it's one of those situations that the it's tough the deadline for teams to make deals nothing was done today and i don't think anybody made any deals that that's gonna really change things a whole bunch one, one thing that was a little bit confusing to me and my sister, she uh, brought it up this morning. Uh, she said, well, it, it's odd that uh, like this, as Max Domi played on every team in the National Hockey League. And I was like, yeah, it kind of seems that way. He's only been in the league for nine years. I think this is his sixth team already. Uh, I think where there's smoke, there's fire with that. There must be a reason why a kid like that's getting traded around all over the league and everything else. Uh, he comes across as a bit of a, a, a nozzle at times. He has a he has an endearing face and everything else. And everybody liked him in the World Juniors back in, I think it was 14, I think it was, uh, for Team Canada 
when it was in uh, it was in Montreal. But the, he was uh, the the darling of Canada for a while there. But for some reason, he's getting traded a lot, and we can all come to assumptions and and everything else. Why Domi gets traded so much? But it might be one of those entitlement issues. Uh, his daddy Ty was looking after things for so long; he's kind of used to it. But anyways, it's, that's just one of those things. You just wonder how, how a guy with all that kind of talent is uh, is it doesn't stick around on a team for for very long. But anyways, that's uh, just speculation. Everything else, you know, a podcast are we just make things up and go for it. Anyways, on this day in uh, 1981, that's a long, long time ago, the New York Islanders and the Edmonton Oilers played to an 8-8 draw. Glenn Anderson, Wayne Gretzky, Jari Curry, and Mark Messier each scored, uh, each had four points for the Oilers. Mike Bossy had five points, four of them goals, scoring on every shot he took, being a on every shot he took in that game, uh, both go- what's remarkable at this game is both goalies who started that game, Ed Meal for the Oilers and um, and Billy Smith for the Islanders, they both were in net for all eight goals. You would never see that happen nowadays. Not a chance that would ever ever happen. And so that and once well an eight eight game, let alone two goalies sticking in for for eight goals, that would never happen. I'd like to know who the backups were in that one. It might be a funny little do a little research on that one to uh, figure that out. But and uh, happy birthday to. Brian Leach, uh, born on this day in 1968 in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, Stanley Cup winner in 1994 with New York Ranger Hall of Fame defenseman. 248 goals, 781 assists for 1,028 points over his 18-year career. A Hall of Famer, uh, widely considered one of the greatest, the uh, the greatest uh, D-men to ever play the game. Uh, an all-time great on, on on defense with the Rangers and in his career, I believe, with the Bruins. He had a little cup of coffee as well with the um, with the Toronto Maple Leafs at one point. But Leach was an, an all-time great. You remember that great team that they had there in in uh, in New York with the Rangers. So it was uh, good to see him uh, win a Stanley Cup, go to the Hall of Fame. Seems like a really good guy too. Uh, good good hockey player. And he was on that 90, 95 or ninety six that, that World Cup that t- team that uh, Mike Richter won that Stanley or that World Cup of Hockey. They took it away from Team Canada back in the day. So it's just a funny thing with uh, Brian Leach and everything. Well, happy birthday to Brian Leach. Uh, anyways, we got a uh, another show coming up uh, later on this week on, on Monday night. We're going to be doing a live show for the first time in our long, illustrious history of the 1420 podcast. Me and Dave are looking forward to that. Uh, the, the, uh, the the ballpark tours are going great. I had a great chat yesterday with the guys from Boston, which is odd. The Pesky Report, Boston Red Sox fans. It was a great, great interview yesterday. We had a lot of fun. Probably could have talked for four or five hours on that one yesterday. So that was a lot of fun to have a, a chat with those guys. Uh, re- released today was the um, the Baltimore Orioles uh Baltimore Orioles show with our friend Aaron Riley from Bruliana Sports. So that was a lot of fun to have him on there and talking Orioles baseball and just having a, a nice, quiet, relaxing talk, just the two of us and talking baseball. That's one thing about these interviews that I've been doing. It's been uh, quite refreshing to just be able to sit around and have a BS session with these guys and, and just do some talking and laughing and joking and not being too uh, too serious. Anyways, uh, lots of fun, lots of th- th- things going on here at World Headquarters. Thanks for tuning into the shows. And uh, like I said, we have our YouTube, our YouTube show coming up on Monday night. Make sure you guys subscribe and listen to this show everywhere and subscribe to our YouTube channel because it's going to be a fun show. Got some things planned. It's going to be a lot of, a lot of laughs. Dave's a little nervous, but we'll all work, all work his way through it. It'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking really forward to it. So there we go. There's 1420 for the afternoon. It's not 1420 anymore. Like I said, I was trying to get a, a, a wait to a wait and see how the, uh, the trade deadline panned out. It didn't pan out for me or anybody else in the TSN crew, but it was a lot of fun anyways. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys uh, tomorrow morning. And uh, remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Asinine to me, and 
it's a shame. They got to do something. I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that they're doing these rule changes to try and, you know, get the, the interest of the, of the younger generation that is, but I don't even know if it, if it really plays a huge part in that. I like, we can talk about that too, but it's. Well, that's just it, Aaron, is that if, if you can't physically watch a game, then what is the point of, of changing the rules? Like if, right. if, you're, if you're trying to get this demographic from, like I talked to the Adam Kowalski from Chicago yesterday, and he was saying they're like the state of Iowa can't watch the game, watch a lot of games because of all, all the blackout rules that happen. So you have, you're forced to go to the game. But if you're, if you're forced to go to something that you haven't watched, why would you go? Like it, exactly. it doesn't make any sense. It, it, like they, because baseball is so, it, it's a very regional sport, and every team has their like. If you're uh, in New York, usually a Yankee guy, and if you're in your area, you're, you're a Baltimore or, or a Philly guy, and it's just you, you don't really follow teams across the country. So if you can't see a game in your region because of blackouts and people don't have cable and they don't want to spend the two hundred and fifty bucks or whatever it is for the app, it, then you're you're not changing the rules to say we want the younger generation to watch. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I don't I don't understand why they, they don't figure that type of thing out. I mean, it's only going to drive in more revenue, more eyeballs, more advertising. Like, you would think that's common sense. I don't know if it's a, like a network-to-network problem. I know the Yes Network is, is like the Mac Daddy of all of them probably. Uh, that and the and I think it's Nesson with, with the Red Sox. They yep. do a, a really good job as well. But, I mean, some of these networks, like, I know the Phillies, I, I catch their games because I can see more of their games than the Orioles games, uh, which is, is fine. But they're they're on CBS Sports Philadelphia, which is a whole hub. Like they cover the Sixers, Eagles, Fly, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody. So the fact that like, I don't know, like you, you turn on, like I know they have those Saturday games on Fox, I want to. 